1: There's all kinds of pain in this world today. People are hurting, and I pray that if you're hurting today or you know somebody that's hurting, that you'll look to the Lord for yourself and for them and experience God's intervention and His blessing.
0: Welcome to The Healing Word, a radio ministry of the Largo Community Church. Here's Pastor Jack Morris with today's message That will grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus.
1: I have a special message today entitled, Why Suffering and Pain? That's a question that everybody is asking. Even Christians secretly ask, why all this hunger, pain, suffering, grief, sorrow? Why? Why is that existing? Why is God allowing it to exist? Well, we're going to go to Romans chapter 5 and we're going to learn where it started, when it started, how it started, but we're also going to learn about the man that God sent, Jesus, who's going to take it all away. Come with me now into the sanctuary. Open your heart and hear this message. Some of your questions are going to be answered, not all of them perhaps, but you're going to learn something today from the Word of God, and so am I. It's going to be a great day a great day for you, a great day for me, a great day for Christians everywhere. Why suffering and pain? Pain came into the world in the very beginning of the human race, and it's been here ever since. And when we die, we're going to go out in pain. Most people who die have pain. Now, there's an antiseptic that, uh, that will mask the pain. Way back years ago, a uh, sir. James Simpson performed something similar to a miracle and he came up with something called chloroform and uh, this lady was giving birth and he was the doctor and he administered the chloroform. When the birth was over, she didn't even know that she had had a baby. And so he named or nicknamed the baby Anesthesia (laughs) after anesthetic. (laughs) At least that's what I'm told. (laughs) Now, now listen to this. Babies come into the world crying. Their very first experience in life in this world is pain. That should tell you something, shouldn't it? Okay, have you ever seen a baby born laughing? (laughs) We come in with pain, we experience pain, we go out with pain. But thank God there is hope for God's people, not only in the world to come, but there's hope in this life also. Now listen, I'm going to just start off naming some sickness, disease, organ failure, heart failure, liver failure, uh, dysfunctional kidneys, cancer, cerebral palsy, HIV, MS, asthma, where, where do I stop? I just go on and on talking about physical pain. And then there is emotional pain, mental pain, psychological pain, fears, depressions, schizophrenia. There's a manual, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders lists a myriad of mental illnesses. And then when a mental illness is listed in that manual, then they're broken down into subcategories. And so who knows all the problems and mental illnesses that are in the world and people are experiencing today. And then there's the pain when a loved one dies. My father died, my mother died, my sister died. I had pain. Friend, you can't get away from it. I had, when your loved ones die or your friends die, I've stood here and preached more funerals for the people that were members of my congregation. And I have been in pain, and the tears have flowed, and I couldn't stop. And I was almost a little embarrassed because I was in pain. I was grieving for them. I wouldn't see them anymore in this life. But I knew I was going to see them again in the life to come. So when a loved one dies, that's a different kind of pain. How about pain in marriage? Now, there are many good marriages, happy marriages, but there's been pain and suffering somewhere along the way. I think of divorce. Many a divorce comes about not as a result of a mate being unfaithful to another mate, cheating on a mate. Yes, I've had them in my office where the the person that did the cheating and the what we'll call the innocent person, both of them sitting there just crying. Everybody suffers in situations like that. And then how about the little children? How does that affect them? Now, I suppose I'm I'm well within uh, my rights by saying every person in here knows somebody that's been divorced in your family or maybe you have been divorced. You know the pain. I got this letter just a couple of days ago uh, from this young girl in another state far off i performed a wedding uh, for her parents many years ago when i was pastoring in baltimore maryland and uh, this couple went in the ministry they're still in the ministry they're a beautiful couple doing a wonderful job uh, of serving god and serving the church and they had these two beautiful children a boy and a girl and the girl just recently got a divorce and she wrote to me and she said thank you for your prayers yesterday and all along Uh, she said uh, that we went to the courthouse and everything now is finalized but she said god will fight the battle it's his battle and i'm resting in him this has been horrible for everyone involved not only for the person involved this girl but now her children are involved her parents are involved and so many others are involved said, only God knows the future and the next steps. I'm asking God for wisdom and discernment in the days and decisions ahead. Now, here's her husband's name, and I'm going to leave that out. She said, I believe that her husband was was the one God made for me. Now, listen to this. I believe the man I married 14 years ago, that's how long, was God's man for me. Both of them born-again Christians when they received the vows at the altar she said that's why I married him because I believed he was God's man for me and that's what kept us hanging on for 14 years but something went bad in that marriage and it has lasted 14 years and she says the last six or seven months that's when the divorce proceedings started she said I was hanging on to God She said, I want to be sure I'm hanging on to God and not my feelings. I want to be sure I'm doing what God says and not anything else. She said, I'm still wearing my husband's ring, even though the divorce is final. I know God loves me. I know God cares for me. Friend, there's all kinds of pain in this world today. People are hurting. And I pray that if you're hurting today or you know somebody that's hurting, that you'll look to the Lord for yourself and for them and experience God's intervention and his blessing. Now, the the skeptic, the atheist, says there is no God. And his argument is, if there is a God, a good God, a God like the Bible talks about, why all of these orphanages? Why all of these hospitals? Why the hunger in the world today, the divorce, the pain, the sickness, the death? Where is this good God? The atheist is very vocal about it. But the believer, the Christian, is asking the similar question, not vocally, but silently. Those thoughts are in our mind from time to time. Those thoughts will come. So the atheist and the Christian alike are looking for answers both are demanding an answer you see friend what we have done and what the atheist has done we have put god on the witness stand we want an answer we demand an answer as i said at the beginning the only difference is who can control it best it is very similar to a marriage We have married God. We have married into the family of God. We're married now to the Lord Jesus Christ. We have become one flesh with Him. Our hearts are dedicated to Him. It now has become a love relationship and it all started with Him first. And then we made our vow of promise. Forgive me of my sins. I'll love you. I'll serve you all the days of my life. But then temptation comes, problems comes, sickness comes, cancer comes, heart failure comes, divorce comes, death comes. Hey, didn't you say, until death do we part, Lord, I gave my heart to you. And then sometimes we walk away from God's love. And when we do, we walk away from that relationship. You see, when we give our heart to the Lord, it's like that couple coming to the altar I, don't, I really don't call it love yet. And when that sinner, or when this sinner knelt before the Lord, I don't know that it was really a love relationship that I had at the moment. It was more of a trust relationship. I was entrusting my soul to the Lord. But now, after the years have passed, and I've seen how God has blessed me, walked with me through hard places, difficult places, financial problems, uh, marital, all of this. And now I can say, God has been with us. God has kept us. Yes, yes, a thousand times yes. I love him now because I know that my trust really paid off. He's a God who cares and who has kept me. My love for him is real. My heart rejoices in God my Savior.
0: Pastor Morris will return in a moment with the conclusion of today's message. Following this important invitation, Christian single in need of direction or encouragement as you face life's challenges alone? The Largo Community Church and the Healing Word Ministries are hosting a one-day workshop on Saturday, March 14th, starting at 9 a.m. that is designed for you. Join Dr. Clarence Schuller, who has conducted marriage and single seminars for over 35 years as he leads this fun and informative one-day event, dealing with topics that include healing a broken heart, I've been lonely for too long, friendship, dating, and marriage, and many more. It's simple to register. Just go to largocc.org. Again, that address is largocc.org. Or you can call the Largo Community Church office at 301-249-2255. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Morris for the conclusion of today's
1: message. Now, let's go back. Adam and Eve trusted God. They had a wonderful relationship with God. It was not hypocritical. It was not, it was not surface. It was not phony at all. They walked with God. What a relationship. What a relationship they had with God. A beautiful relationship. God walked with them. How long that went on, we do not know. But it went on for a period of time. And then the devil came. You know, there's a real tempter out there. Have you met him yet? (laughs) There's a real tempter out there trying to tempt you to lose your faith, lose your trust, give up on God. There's a real tempter. And he went to Adam and Eve. And no one has had a relationship with God like Adam and Eve. And they fail. How about you and me? We haven't had that quite a relationship with God, a face-to-face, visible relationship like they have. No doubt had. But they failed. The tempter came. Now this is how it all started. The tempter came and said to Adam and to Eve. Did God really say that? Now listen to me. Did God really say that? Say what? "Uh Uh-oh. The break has started because you've listened and you've ruminated that? If God loved me, why am I sick? If God loved me, why is my mother and dad dead? If God loves me, why don't I live forever in this world? If, 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 friend, you've already heard the voice of the devil, he's not gonna stop talking to you, he's got your ears. And he's going to tear your life to pieces if you don't turn away and give your heart and your ears and all to the Lord Jesus Christ at that moment. Now that same, those same temptations are facing us to this very, very day. Does God say what we think he is saying? Does he still mean that or has he changed in some way? And so when we think that way, we lose the presence of god and when we lose the presence of god we're lost we're lost now here's god's answer god's answer to sickness to suffering to pain whether it be physical or mental or marital or relational god's answer listen god's answer is a man christ jesus The first man came into the world, and look what he did to you. Look what he did to you. He made you a temporal being, subject to sickness, to suffering, to sin, to temptation. Look what that Adam did to you. But another Adam came into the world. He's the first man of God. Listen to this. Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, and death through sin, and in this way death came to all men, because all men have sinned. Look at verse 15. But the gift is not like the trespass, for if the many died by the trespass of one man, how much more did God's grace and the gift that came by grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow unto many? God's grace, loving kindness is still available to all who will believe and reach out and receive it. I go to the book of Job. Job is the first book of the Bible, not the book of Genesis. The way it's compiled now, the Bible, Genesis is the first book because it talks about the beginning. But Job is the first book that was ever put out. And then the other books started added until we got the full 66 books. And the theologians put them together the way they are now, which is a very good way to put them together. But the book of Job, listen, the first book of the Bible, the entire book, without a few exceptions, deals with pain and suffering. The first baby and every baby that's born into the world, pain and suffering comes crying. The first book of the Bible, pain and suffering pain and suffering you can't escape it it's everywhere so here is job look at him now suffering he loses everything everything financial boy the stock markets boomed and he was out of it he lost everything family everything even the affection of his wife he lost everything friend you have not lost everything particularly if you haven't lost him And if you still have him, it's because you are still in love with him and because you have a relationship with him. So here he is. Now his body is so filthy, so sick, Job's body, diseased, oozing corruption, and three friends decide they're going to try to come and comfort him. And when the friends saw Job from afar, the scripture says, They tore their clothes. They never saw suffering like that before. They picked up dust and threw it on their head. And then they walked up to Job. Job was sitting on the ground. Not in a lounge chair or an easy... On the ground. And those three friends sat down on the ground with him. And for seven days, those friends never said a word. They just sat on the ground... With Job. That was Job's greatest comfort. Because when those friends opened their mouth and began to speak. Job's suffering was intensified. (laughs) Friends it's not words. It's you. It's me. It's my heart. Now listen. God help me to say what I'm going to say a sermon is words is it not you've been hearing a lot of words up here this morning haven't you sermons don't cure anybody of anything that's stick with me i'm going to lose lose my job if i keep that up the bible is a book of words Atheists can read the Bible, and many of them have. And they've come up with some great logical, philosophical arguments against God and the existence of God. Words, Job's friends, they were at their best when they said nothing and when they gave Job only their presence. Now, here's what a sermon is for. A sermon is to point you to the man. There is no other reason for me or any other preacher to preach. To get up here and to entertain? No. No. We're not entertainers. We're not philosophers. A sermon is to point you to the man. That's why I put the Bible over my heart and ask you to do it also. The Bible is, God help me, it's worthless until you meet the man of the Bible. Words don't cure. Words don't heal. Words are words. But in the presence of the man, Jesus Christ, that man who came into the world to save my soul and yours, to give us everlasting life, to enter us into a relationship, a love relationship with God, that's the man. He's the one that has the bomb in Gilead that brings healing to the soul and that healing then begins to initiate itself outwardly, even through our entire being. Jesus came into the world not to be a king on a throne. They wanted to do that. The people of Israel. You think you're suffering? No one ever suffered like Jesus. Why didn't Jesus say, "God, if you love me, I'm your only begotten Son. Why am I suffering?" God said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And even though you're suffering today, mentally or physically, you can still be God's well pleased servant and be loved greatly by God. And God be with you in a very tremendous and wonderful way. Adam and Eve lost their way. Many of God's people have lost their way. Some here today, oh, I know in my heart, I know in my heart, some here this morning, you could be on the verge of losing your way. Because why church? Why hymns? Why sermons? Why the Bible? I'm sick. It's not doing me any good. No, not the church, not the Bible, not the sermons. It's God that does you good. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. He's the man that came to make us whole within. And we'll never be whole within and without until we are whole within. Now, listen to what Job says, and I have to close the sermon now. Job said this, my ears have heard of you. This morning, you've been hearing with your ears. You've been hearing a sermon. And then Job said, listen, my ears have heard of you. But that didn't fix it for Job. Not the ears. He said, but now my eyes have seen you. See the hand of God coming into your family. See the hand of God coming into your marriage. See the hand of God coming into your spirit. Yes, you're going to die someday anyway. (laughs) Hopefully, we'll live a little longer. (laughs) And it'll be later than sooner. But that's the end of all the living. And we say that almost at every funeral. But when we can see Jesus in that sermon... When we can read the Word and see Jesus blessing us, helping us, walking with us through the vicissitudes of life. Friend, that means you're going to make it all the way to glory.
0: We hope today's Healing Word has been a blessing and has encouraged your faith in God to grow. The Healing Word is a ministry of the Largo Community Church and exists to grow your faith in God and lead you to a closer walk with Jesus. But we can't do it alone. Will you consider partnering with Pastor Morris today by praying for the ministry and consider sending a gift to help us in reaching those who are struggling with life's challenges and need hope for tomorrow? You can make your tax-deductible donation in a matter of minutes by visiting our website, largocc.org. Click on the Healing Word and follow the donations tab to complete your support of this vital ministry. When you contact us, Pastor Morris will return a note of thanks and will lift your name up in prayer to God with heartfelt thanks and appreciation. Be sure to tune in to WAVA tomorrow at this same time for another edition of the Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you.